to delisted the podcast. I'm Michael K. And I'm Allison. We're back after taking a week off, and we're going to do this first part a little differently than our usual. We're going about it a little differently. Um, the world is a dumpster fire. It's becoming an even bigger dumpster fire. So we decided to cover stories that are fluffy, stupid, and fun. Like me, except yes. for the fun part. Fluffy and stupid. <laughs> Fluffy and stupid. <laughs> yeah, and my favorite type of story is dumb. And I think that a lot of these stories are very dumb. So this is very much in our real house. Yeah, this is perfect. Mm-hmm. So the first story, it's a couple of weeks old, which is like ancient in internet time. But we were on a break and... It's our job to bring you riveting stories like this one, like a TikToker getting a vibrator stuck up her ass. Not even like that. Literally that. (laughs) Yeah, literally that. So we've all heard stories about like people getting things stuck up their asses, right? (laughs) I mean, I should hope so. You haven't lived until you've heard either a true story or an urban legend. Yeah, or been on the, or you really haven't been on the internet until you've seen a story about someone getting something stuck up the ass because the, the internet loves to cover that. But you know, people have yeah. gotten things stuck like I've like you know bottles. I've heard of Barbie dolls, um, eggplants. That's an easy one. Zucchinis. The denouement of the first Jackass film involved Ryan Dunn getting a a, a small car toy car up his ass it got stuck up there a small one well he like that's put it up there and then he went to the that's embarrassing <laughs> he, he did on purpose and then went to the doctor to get the x-ray and the doctor was horrified which again that doctor should know people put things up their butts all the time yeah like why are you acting surprised yeah so this one this woman she and usually like you know when they when they get not usually but sometimes when you know things get stuck up their ass they're like i fell on it I happened uh, to yes. fall on it while naked and totally lubed up, ass I, first. I slipped on the floor. I had just waxed my floor, and I was wearing uh, the world's softest socks, and whoopsies, I fell on this hairspray container. Yeah, and I, my ass was totally lubed up. There happened to be candlelight in the room. Very white music happened to be playing, you know. So. <laughs> All coincidence. All coincidence. All coinc- so, but this woman didn't lie. She, she kept it real. So... She admitted to butt-fucking herself with a vibrator, and then her ass swallowed it up, and she ended up in the ER. So a woman from the UK who goes by Sof's Aloafs on TikTok, so she told her tale about how she needed surgery after her vibrator got stuck in her culo. And Sof's claims that she was using a three-inch vibrator. Listen, it's not the size of the vibrator that counts yeah it's the it's the motion of the getting stuck ocean yeah it's it's yeah it's how much it vibrates Mm -hmm. how many setting vibrating settings it has but she claims that she was using it on her ass when she was unable to pull it out and she couldn't get to the hospital that night for some reason so she decided to go to sleep not never never a good decision listen just before we go any further we are not medical professionals on this podcast but i think that both you and i can advise our listeners at the very least if something gets stuck in your butt and your choice is either trying to find a hospital that's open or going to sleep don't choose going to sleep 
Well, I might disagree with you there, Allison, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> oh, no, why? So, this woman claims that um, the vibrator was stuck up her ass. It was still vibrating. So it's vibrating. Her, and she was able to get to sleep. So I say, if you have insomnia, <laughs> yeah. stick a three-inch vibrator still vibrating up your ass, and it'll lull your ass to sleep, literally. The best sleep of your life. Until you wake up Forget. in the morning and realize you got to go to the hospital. Yeah, th- that, that's, yeah that's a buzzkill. But yeah, mm-hmm. you don't have Ambien, a vibrator stuck up the ass, still vibrating, will do the trick. So she slept, but she said when she got up, the vibrator was no longer vibrating. So the battery probably Cheap batteries. Died. <laughs> she bought those cheap, cheap store yeah. brand batteries. Uh, no. But she says she was able to get to sleep. And then she, like, yeah, she woke up and it was no longer buzzing. So she claims that that's when she went to the hospital in the morning. They took x-rays, which she showed on TikTok with the vibrator stuck up there because, of course, she, she's going to show that on TikTok. You have, to be committed. you have to be committed to the bit, Michael. I can't it's just true. say I went to the hospital because I got a vibrator stuck up my ass. I'd be saying, I went to the hospital because I got a vibrator stuck up my ass. And behold, here are my x-ray results. She said that the doctors tried to get it out with their hands. They couldn't. So the only option was to go to surgery. And so she went to surgery. They um, <laughs> they got it out. She said she woke up. It was in a little plastic bag on a table next to her, and it still works. So actually, that is a good selling point for the vibrator, whoever makes that vibrator. Pretty, it gets stuck in your ass, goes through surgery, and it'll still work. I'm pretty sure that's on their landing page when you go to the website. First thing you see. Oh, it should be now. Yeah. Yeah, it should, just be the, it should just be the TikTok. That's it. The only thing. That's the only thing you need to know about this vibrator. Okay, when she says she has to go to surgery, though, uh, am I gross for wondering what type of surgery that was? Like, I don't know. Like, it, it, I just figure if it's up there. Maybe that's a cut open. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if they would just have, give her, like, I don't know, X-lax or something, it'd be like, try to poop it out. Well, that l- leads me to my next question. Do okay. you think... This really happened to her, or did she make it up or exaggerate it for clicks? Well, I, either way is believable. That's the thing. It's this is a true 50 50, you're right either way situation. Everything on the internet is a lie. Any type of like situation like this is probably made up for attention because we are talking about her, even though, despite the fact I cannot remember what her TikTok name is. So sorry to her. Um, But the thing that gives me pause, Michael, is this could obviously happen because like we've said, people all the time, slip and fall accidents often end with something getting stuck up a butt. But I just, what I have a question about is why she would go to sleep. I would be, my anxiety would be through the roof. I wouldn't be able to sleep, especially if it was still going. I would be like, I can't turn this thing off. Like this is going to do some type of damage to my rectum, I'm sure. So that's what make that's what makes me think this isn't true is because getting a good night's sleep, knowing that you're gonna have to go to the hospital in the morning, I don't know. I don't know many people that could do that. Yeah, and it's probably better to go in the middle of the night than like the first dawn, like the Yeah, you're <laughs> you gonna go to nine AM look at the All the nurses and doctors are walking in with their morning coffees. It's like busy as hell. There's all the like residents, student residents coming in for the day. I would be going at three o'clock in the morning when no one is there. Under a assumed identity. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, I guess it could happen. But if you're wary of using sex toys, and this 
story doesn't help. Don't worry, this will not happen to you as long as you use it right. Mm-hmm. Or if you're scared of that, do what I do. You tie a very strong rope around the sex toy, right? Uh-huh. And then tie the other end around your waist. So that if, you know, if it ever gets lost in there, you can pull it up. And, and with me, sometimes like a, a sock I lost in the washer comes up with it. Jimmy Hoffa has come up. Jimmy Hoffa? <laughs> Corn. Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> Michael, don't you get any... But if you tie a rope around it, aren't you getting some kind of like rug burn? Oh, yeah. Rope burn? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Part of the experience. I know. <laughs> but anyway, so Soph's ending got a happy ending, whether or not this is true or not. So there's that. Attention is the greatest gift of all. Yes. Okay, so we're going to move on to another story that doesn't end with anyone in the ER with a vibrator stuck in them. Well, we don't know that. It's just a part of the story. (laughs) This story could end with a stuffed up toilet from eating cruise food all the time. So Richard and Angeline Burke are a married couple from Seattle, Washington. They're both in their early 50s, and they decided to live a full year on a cruise ship because they say it's cheaper than living on land. So they say they were spending around $3,500 a month on a mortgage and the basics. Not That doesn't include food or entertainment. I guess utilities and mortgage. And Richard right. is a retired computer programmer. So they decided just to live on a cruise ship year round. Okay. So their life is like the love boat, except for no Charo, which is kind of sad. Yeah, it also not really much glamour. I mean, the love no. boat is a very different experience from a 2022 cruise ship. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they've been living on a cruise ship since May 2021. Um, and they don't stay on just one ship. They bounce from cruise ship to cruise ship. So they've taken cruises to the Mexican Riviera, Singapore, Canada, Italy, Iceland, and the Panama Canal, and they plan to take a months-long cruise to Sydney in Europe. Mm-hmm. They also spend a little time on land, staying in Airbnbs whenever they're docked. Well, that's docked. cheating. <laughs> that's cheaters. They are cheaters. You said you, you said you live on the cruise. You're going to Airbnbs? Well, they live on the cruise, and then they take vacations to the Airbnb. That's right. their like, vacation. I, I would assume, I'll give them a pass, because I would assume not every cruise departure and arrival lines up perfectly by you know an hour there's probably some that let's say get on a sunday and the next one doesn't leave till tuesday so they have to do something they can't just stow away on the cruise ship like an american tale fievel and his no. family no so yeah that's what they do they stay in an airbnb so according to upworthy they spend around a hundred dollars a day on cruises for the both of them so that's okay. $36,500 a year, which is less than the $42,000 they were paying a year in basics. And the cruise includes food, so they don't have to buy groceries. And they said they've always wanted to travel the world, and they've lived frugally in the past so they can do so. And as for catching COVID on cruises... Yeah, which is like uh, a huge risk. <laughs> they said that they are vaccinated and wear masks when indoors. Also on the cruise ship, like when they go to the restaurants or the movie theater on the cruise ship, they wear masks. Right. And they plan to never permanently live on land again. Cruise ship, cruise life is their life. (laughs) 
Cruise dreams. Yeah. Never again. Like, eventually you have to, right? Like, eventually you miss some part of land. Like, what would you miss? What would you miss from land that they don't have on a cruise? Uh, let's see. What, nothing. What would you miss? <laughs> oh no! You're like this. This cruise situation <laughs> no, no. sounds really appealing to me. Actually, <laughs> you like write to them after this. You're like. Tell me more about this cruise. Oh, no, no, no. This sounds like a total nightmare to me. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. I'm a loner. And as I get older, I'm becoming more of a loner and more of a recluse. And on a cruise ship, you are around lots of people all the time. You leave you your little cabin. It. You run into people. You go everywhere. People, And you're trapped. You're trapped on this floating metal thing with a bunch of people. No. And all of those people are friendly. They all want to make friends. They all want f- cruise friends when they leave the cruise that they can be like, let's email each other and you, I'll put you on my Christmas card yeah. list. And like, let's let's go dancing at the cl- uh, cruise club tonight. And you're like, no, thank you. I'll be in my room. I'll be in my suite. Yeah, th- this Door is locked. not a vacation for me. This is my life. I live on here. So I'm not going to be doing this. <laughs> you're like, excuse no. me, I'm doing this to save money, not to make friends. And like, you know, I've been, the last, the only time I was on a cruise ship was a million years ago, but everybody was wearing, everybody, like men, women, children wearing like floral shirts with khakis. No, I don't want to see that every day either. I don't want to see the vacation wear every day. You're not a fan of cruise wear? No, I'd end up overboard and I wouldn't (laughs) probably end up falling in love with Kurt Russell, sadly. But would you, is this, is any of this, does any of this um, tempt you, Alice? Okay. Well, when I asked you if there was anything that you would miss from land, the one thing I would miss from land is drive throughs I love the experience of a drive through and you can't get that on a cruise. I don't like a buffet. And so to me, a cruise is one big giant buffet. A cruise is a giant toilet to me. I've never been on a cruise, but this is what I imagine a cruise is. It's a big giant toilet that floats around in on the water and there's a buffet and everybody gets sick at the buffet. So in order to avoid getting sick, you just eat chicken fingers the whole week or pizza slices. And then thanks to COVID, now the greatest risk is COVID. You're going to get COVID on this floating toilet. And like you said, making friends. Don't want to be friends with anyone. I don't want to chat with someone at the pool. Well, but what you could do is you can make friends, right? And then get yourself like a little big wheel or something and then set up like a fake drive through on the buffet line and you just drive your little big wheel and you can play drive through. So you can can scratch that drive through itch that way. It's an itch that needs to often be scratched. But you know what else I wouldn't like though too is you're talking about how you want to be like a hermit, which I uh, am fully on board with that as well. The older I get, the more hermity I am. But when you're on a cruise ship, eventually somebody is going to figure out that you are the person who lives on a cruise ship and you'll become a little celebrity on that cruise ship and people will not leave you alone. They'll want to know why you're living there and how long are you living there and oh, you're going to do this for the, a year or the rest of your life. Don't you miss your family? What did you do for a job? Like it's, that would be the biggest thing to me is like I would, if there was a cruise ship, like a ghost cruise ship that didn't have passengers on it, I would consider it maybe. Yeah, I do that too. Sign me up for that ghost cruise yeah. ship. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't even need staff. I don't need. I don't even need. All I no. want is someone driving the boat. You know what? Don't even drive the boat. Just set it free in the ocean. Find me in nine months. Yeah, and just send a drone to drop your McDonald's. You know, every couple days. Perfect. Yeah, there you go. So finally, let's end with the story about a man in Japan who spent 
$15,000 on a high-tech dog costume to fulfill his dream of becoming an animal. It's like (laughs) if a furry won the lottery. Oh, truly, yeah. The man who um, local news sites are calling Tokosan says that he's always wanted to become an animal and he chose a dog because it's close to his size. So it can be more realistic. Like he wasn't going to choose an elephant. Okay, he wants us to be real. Or like a snake. And he went with a lassie dog costume, like a collie costume. Because collies have longer hairs, long, luxurious hair. And collie is one of his favorite breeds. So he commissioned a film and TV costume company called Zepit to make him a realistic dog costume that, like I said, cost $15,000. Yeah. And I sh- we should point out that, like, this it is still a human-sized dog. <laughs> like, it's, it's a, he is in the costume. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, he's, like in, he's in a costume. Yeah, yeah. just so that some listeners are not confused. Maybe they think, oh, he's commissioned a dog that's a robot or like, you know, like those poochies from 20 years oh, no, ago. It's a, it's a costume. It's a $15,000 costume. This isn't some cheap ass puppy costume from Party City. The A designer at Zepit explained how they analyze dogs to make the costume super realistic as possible. So they said... The point is that the skeleton of a dog can be reproduced on the skeleton of a human. Since the structure of the skeleton is very different, we spend a lot of time studying how to make it look like a dog. In addition, we collect photographs taken from various angles so that the beautiful coat of the collie can be reproduced and devised so that the coat will flow naturally. And you can see the costume in action. So he has his own YouTube channel, and you can find the videos on YouTube. Like, type in realistic dog costume. You can also Google it because the story is everywhere. There's a few realistic dog videos that I came across, but his are the ones of him in a Lassie costume. And there's videos of, like, him playing fetch, him lying down. Yeah. And Allison, how realistic is this costume to you? Like, would you be fooled? (laughs) Michael, I am so glad that you asked me this question. Because the one thing, if there were any notes that I wanted to get across during this segment, even if it was one, right? And let's say then my mic cut out after that. It's that this does not look like a goddamn dog, Michael. (laughs) This does not look like a real dog. (laughs) I'd have to see it up close. I'd have to see it in person. You think in person it's going to be better, Michael? It's going to be worse in person. The face does not look like a dog at all. The face looks like a stuffed animal. It does not look like a real dog. The body, like from behind... From behind? Maybe. Like, if you're far away. From a distance, yeah. From a distance and from behind. Like, from another the county. eyes look like black marbles. The okay. eyes don't look real. <laughs> do you know what the dog's face looks like to me is, um, do you know in, um, you see them a lot in Chinatown. They're like cat decorations. And they're made with real fur. I don't know what type of fur. Maybe rabbit fur. And the cats are sleeping, usually on a pillow. And sometimes people put them as decorations in their house or in their car. Yeah, Yeah, and the eyes are very shiny. They're marbles, essentially. That's what this looks like, except a scaled-up version of the sleeping cat. But but then somebody is in your ear whispering, it's not a cat, it's supposed to be a dog. Pretend it's a dog. Think dog when you look at this thing. It It doesn't look like a cat, Allison. (laughs) It looks, you know what it looks it like? It looks like a collie. Looks it looks like, like a, it looks like, like you said, like a fake collie costume. 
Yeah. Also, too, it doesn't. Here's the thing. It like how I appreciate that they like studied the skeleton and they like put in the work. I'm happy that they put in the work. Like, obviously, this is not something they whipped up the night before. But a human skeleton is very different from a dog skeleton. And it will always look like a man in a dog costume. It will not look like a dog. It's going to look like a person where I'm looking at the dog costume going, yeah. I don't feel good about this. <laughs> I Well, but you know what? It's his, it's his $15,000. Good for him. I did. My first thought was, is this a sex thing? But, you know, <laughs> it's what he w- wants to do. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy for him. And I also understand because okay. us humans are horrible. We're such trash that, you know, who wouldn't want to be another species? Especially a dog. They're angels. So I do understand. It's true. There are worse ways that you could spend $15,000. Yes. And if, okay, if you were going to choose, if you were going to buy a super realistic animal costume, what would you go with? Hmm. Ooh, that's tough because this, this is assuming that I have $15,000 to spend willy nilly on something like this. Yeah. Let's, this is a fantasy. Fantasy, pure fantasy. I would probably pick a sloth because a sloth is kind of the same shape as a human. And sloths also aren't really required to do much. So I could put on the costume and just lay down and have a nap. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So it serves dual purpose. It's like a quiet nap area. What would you be? Well, but the problem with the sloth is Kristen Bell loves sloths. So she'd be bothering you all the time. I would not get the rest I desire from this. No, 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 no. 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 I would. Okay. I would not go with a dog because everyone try to pet you. True. I would go with like an animal that um, humans are scared of. Like I'd go with like a mountain lion or something. Okay. Because they run the other way. That's perfect. Oh my God, this episode. I sound like such a... <laughs> You're a furry. <laughs> well, I'm like talking about being a loner, not wanting to be around people. And then I'm going to get a mountain lion costume so people don't have to talk to me. <laughs> You've ordered this mountain lion costume, have you? Not. Yeah, I have. And it's and it comes and it was fifteen dollars from Wish, so it's not realistic. So, Michael, as we mentioned at the top of the show, we took a week off, which means we missed a bunch of news, and some of that news involved babies that were born. And when I looked up the date that this baby was born, I was like, "Oh my god, how long have we been on break for?" But when was this baby born? May May what to? Today's June, oh, May 31st. 30 days has so, September. <laughs> when this, was this uh, baby born? This baby was born on May 13th. A million years ago, Allison, this baby is already walking this baby, and talking. Yeah, this baby just got accepted to college. But yeah. we're, so we're a little bit behind on this news, obviously. <laughs> so congratulations to this adult baby. But Rihanna finally had her baby. Rihanna, of course, is having a baby with ASAP Rocky. It was their first kid together, their first kids in general. And she had a little boy in Los Angeles, which was very different from what people thought because there were some paparazzi pictures of her in Target and she was like holding up baby girl clothes. So we were Well, wrong. it could still, those clothes could still be for the boy. I mean, it's true. Listen to me, listen yeah. to me adhering very tightly to outdated gender stereotypes. <laughs> um, we don't know anything about this baby though. Like we don't have a name. There's no pictures. And even though this news is old, we still don't have a name. Yeah, exactly. This so she's really taking her time. Um, so I have no idea what this baby's going to be named. What do you think it would be named? Oh God, Rihanna. 
Rihanna. <laughs> Rihanna like, Jr. Like piano. <laughs> yeah, Rihanna, the the boy. I'm. T- I just went on talking about gender neutral. Now I'm saying she named her the boy version of Rihanna. <laughs> yeah. What What do you Throw think? Oh, no clue. I like part of me thinks like, okay, she's very creative. ASAP Rocky's very creative. It'll be like a creative kid name. But then you watch, she'll release the first pictures and his name will be like Richard. That's maybe the weirdest yeah. thing that she could do. John, yeah. Bradley. <laughs> Caleb. Um, I mean. All the Anything weird... but Drake. Anything but Drake. Drake is at home right now crossing his fingers like, please be Drake too. Drake number two. Drake Jr. <laughs> Drake Jr. Come on, Rihanna. <laughs> okay, so uh, this weekend... Top Gun Maverick, the sequel to Top Gun, finally came out after 36 years. Normally sequels aren't 30. There's not like a 36 year difference in between them. But Mm, yeah, Top Gun Maverick there was. So obviously, if you've seen that original Top Gun, Top Gun Maverick is kind of the same. It's like Mm -hmm. Tom Cruise flying airplanes. Planes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like a military plane operation. And um this is notable because Top Gun Maverick made a shitload of money this weekend. So um, Paramount was predicting that it would make about $124 million this weekend, right? Because it's Memorial Day. So they're like, okay, yeah. people will be going to the movies, whatever. It didn't do that. It did close to $161 million in its first four days. So it broke a new Memorial Day weekend box office record, which was previously held by Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End in 2007 and it also was like broke a record because it was tom cruise's best opening weekend ever his like most profitable one and um and he needed that because it's not like his ego is already out of control so he really needed that boost he did self-esteem boost and as we all know tom cruise is you know he only does like art house films that bring in a box office of like ten thousand dollars in total so you know he, he's a very poor man he really needed this um and then also they say that like worldwide they think that it made about 300 million in one weekend and yeah lots of people saw it it has like a 96 percent rating on rotten tomatoes a 99 percent audience score which is very big like this is big because it's not a superhero movie so i think that's why people are like talking about it like holy shit this movie made so much money it doesn't have spider-man in it like get ready to get a very angry email allison because you just said not a superhero movie and i'm sorry to tell you that tom cruise is a real life superhero because he (laughs) does his own stunts while in heels thank you very much it's true i'd like to see fucking chris hemsworth do that he can't he he can't no he can't he can't do it sorry tom cruise can you can't you're right he's really superhero i know that you saw this allison what did you think i did i did go to see this um i Oh my God. Okay. You know, when you like ask me a question sometimes on the podcast and then I'll start talking about it, it makes it sound like I'm a huge fan of the thing that I'm talking about. Here we go. Here we go. You're coming out as a Scientologist right now. You know, here's the thing. If you would just go into the, if you just go into this uh, Church of Scientology, ask them for a Dianetics <laughs> book. It explains everything you need to know about the universe, Michael. All your ans- all your questions will be answered. Um, no, I'm, I'm going to sound like a stan. Like, I actually really like Top Gun Maverick. It was a good movie it was oh my god i can't believe i'm gonna say this it was like thrilling to watch because it's not the type of movie where it's all like green screen and cgi they're actually Mm -hmm. flying these planes like they're in these planes flying these planes and it's like the planes are like turning around in the air and it's 
I saw it in IMAX too, so I, I was like, so I got double double wow. Yeah, and I'm like a I'm like a yokel from the country, right? So it's like every time I'm in an IMAX movie, I'm like, golly, they're really flying those airplanes, pa. But it it was pretty crazy. Also, it was like kind of a fun thing because there's some callbacks, like Val Kilmer is in the movie, and they also like talk like they bring his like throat cancer into the movie as well. So like Val Kilmer in the movie, like he speaks just through a computer, which is like kind of a cool way to incorporate that into the movie. Um, Also, like I was telling you earlier, and I stand by this, it was really cool to see a movie where there was close-ups on people's faces and you could see wrinkles. And that's not something that you see a whole lot because a lot of people will be like, okay, airbrush that out or like go in and digitally remove every wrinkle from my face but tom cruise and jennifer connelly looked how old they're supposed to look like obviously they've had work but like their work is good they look natural they could like move their faces and um yeah john ham is in it he plays like a dickhead who works for the military okay but i will say the one thing that is keeping me from seeing this miles teller kelly mcgillis is not in it yeah so i cannot yeah i can't no but I like to no think Kelly McGillis, no go for me. I like to think that Kelly McGillis, her, uh, her the like her um, arc in Top Gun, she played Charlie. That it like reflects her arc in real life. So like Charlie says goodbye to Maverick, and then she's like, okay, whoops, I'm a lesbian, and then goes off to live a great lesbian life somewhere. So that's why she's not in this movie. It just doesn't factor in to her real life. She's like, I'm living a much better life. Stop talking to me about planes. Okay. So, Michael, have you been to the... Oh, God, I don't even try to pronounce this. This is where I'm going to sound like a real hick. The Louvre? Yes. Okay. So you haven't. So have you seen the Mona Lisa? Yes. Okay. So you're fancy. You've seen the Mona Lisa. It's an exciting experience, I'm sure. But recently... Um... (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) It's like kept you up at night from the thrill of it all. Okay, so recently the Mona Lisa was defaced by cake. Yeah, she got cream pied, which you're telling me if I want to get cream pied, I got to dress up like the Mona Lisa. If I want to get cream pied by a man. Yeah, and you got to go to the Louvre. Yeah. You got to find your way to Paris, France. So a man wearing a wig to look like a woman, which sounds kind of like a kids in the hall sketch, uh, was using a wheelchair. So he like wheeled up to the Mona Lisa and then threw a piece of cake at the painting and people were like freaked out because they're like, what the hell is going on here? Um, someone said that uh, they heard the man say in French, think of planet Earth. There are people destroying it. But the Mona Lisa wasn't destroyed because the Mona Lisa is behind glass. She's protected. So they just like squeegeed that cake off. And, you know, it was like, let them let them eat cake. Eat some cake from this Mona Lisa painting if you choose. And OK, I laughed when you said like it was the moon scene the mona lisa's exciting or whatever yeah because when i saw i was like really (laughs) this is what everyone's waiting in line to see you're underwhelmed causing all this conversation is this little ass painting (laughs) yeah so like getting this this cake was like the most exciting thing to happen to the mona lisa in a while yeah it's true otherwise it's just a giant crowd of people yeah, it's a ton, and yeah, a ton of people, and then this glass, and then this little ass painting. The only thing I don't understand, Michael, though, is if the if the person if the man 
who threw the cake at Mona Lisa was doing it to protest climate change. Because if you mention something about planet Earth and people destroying it, why would he target Mona Lisa? She hit her carbon footprint is zero. And why would you destroy a delicious cake? Yeah, that's wasteful. That's very wasteful. Yeah, this that this was not the way to go about it. <laughs> <laughs> Wasting cake and targeting a woman who doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. No. Wrong. Misguided. Yeah. Okay, Michael, how often do you wash your hair? Every other day. Okay, that's reasonable. No, maybe twice a week. How often do you wash your hair? Twice a week, same thing. Yeah, maybe twice a week. Yeah, so we are miles ahead of James Corden, who apparently only washes his hair once every two months. So he was on the he he was on the Late Late Show. He owns the Late Late Show. He's the host of it. So on the Late Late Show, they were talking about conserving water in Los Angeles because in California, there's always droughts and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. So you got to be yeah. water wise in California, and so they were saying that um, the average shower in California or in, in Los Angeles is 10 minutes. And James Corden was shocked. Like, he's like, how is it 10 minutes? My showers are only three or four minutes. And so his staff pointed out, okay, well, it's 10 minutes because that's factoring in hair washing. Like that's, that takes a while. James Corden cannot relate to that. He said that he only washes his hair every two months. That's why his showers are three or four minutes long. And when people called him like dirty and nasty, he said he doesn't think it's nasty. He thinks it's like totally normal. I mean, well, we did think like the stinkiest thing about James Corden was his performance in movie musicals. It's so yeah, it's true. proven us wrong. It's yeah. his hair. I mean, is I, it gross? You know what? Here's <laughs> the thing: his hair doesn't look gross. Like when you see him on TV, his hair looks fine. But I would not want to smell his hair up close. <laughs> but that should be the final dare on that. Uh, like, because his show is ending. It. And you know how they, he does that segment called Spill Your Guts or Fill Your Guts where they like yeah. eat gross stuff? That should be the final dare is like, I dare you to like get your nose right up to my hair and smell it. No, no thanks. No one, yeah, no one will take him. They'll be like, I know how often you wash your hair. I'm not doing that. <laughs> All right, lastly, Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker got married. They've been married mm-hmm. three times now, I think. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. And they, they have another one coming. I mean, really, yeah. Yeah, like we don't need that many of your weddings, but. I mean, talk about being wasteful. I know in this economy, four weddings, yeah. four weddings and a funeral and uh, destination weddings because they got married in Italy. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's wrong and disgusting of them and gross, but not <laughs> I was going to say not as gross as the next part. It's actually not that gross. It's just I just we don't we don't need to know about it. So Courtney Kardashian is like taking viewers on her fertility journey. The Kardashians have a new show on Hulu just called the Kardashians, and Courtney's 43, and she wants to have a baby with Travis Barker. She already has three kids with Scott Disick, but she wants one with Travis Barker. Travis Barker's 46, but she's having a hard time. So she admitted that she's, like, starting IVF, and they're doing whatever they can to have a baby, and she said that, like, egg retrieval hasn't been going well. So her solution is something called a Panchakarma cleanse. Which is, um, I have done a little bit of reading on it. It's like eating oil. And the oil is supposed to flush out your toxins. You just eat oil? You do something like that. But you also have to have, there's like no sex, no caffeine, and no exercise. Because you don't want to um, start your metabolism up. Okay. So So it's like fasting. Sort of, except you're like, again, you're flushing out. These are all not scientific terms and they cannot yeah. be verified. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like flushing out toxins, 
what toxins exactly? Yeah, doesn't your liver do that? But no, so she's doing that. So she's having a not a hard time with that. But alongside that, she said that her dot, like her whatever practitioner, holistic doctor, was concerned about her thyroid levels, and her doctor advised her to regulate that by drinking Travis's sperm about four times a week. Now, Michael, they never explain on the Kardashians how drinking sperm can balance out someone's thyroid issues. No, they don't care about that. They just think, how much attention am I going to get for this? Yeah. On a scale of 1 to 10. If it's closer to 10, we we, we tell her. Yeah. And she, Courtney's like, I know you're recommending four times a week. Can we get it up to, like, every day? Because that's just going to play better with our ratings. Yeah, and then, you know, we all want to watch an episode of the Kardashians and see her eating a salad with blue cheese dressing. And no, that's not blue cheese dressing. <laughs> She'll tell you it's this is not blue She'll cheese t- dressing. This is sperm. I am eating sperm right now. I'm very glad to hear, though, that all those doctors from porn are getting work outside of the industry. Yeah, or that Travis is paying these doctors to tell them <laughs> drinking his chair. No, the, do- the doctor's just well, Travis. It's Travis in a wig and glasses. <laughs> We'll help her out. But this is very on brand for Courtney because she's been called like the wish.com Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. This is very good. Like I'm so you're going to see this on group next week. Oh, no question. But it'll be imported sperm. Yes. Grass fed. <laughs> that brings us to the end of this show. It's a short one. That's what he said. Um, But if you have any questions, comments, or whatever for us, you can email us at dtp at delisted.com. dtp at delisted.com. We'll be back next week. Thank you, Allison, for telling me about that Kardashian story. Don't forget to drink your jizz this week to help your thyroid out. I won't. Bye. Bye.